This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Well, this next story is generating a lot of conversation. And after the 830 News, we will open up the phone lines. But right now we are going to check in with the executive director of the Condo Homeowners Association of BC. Tony Giovento is on the line with us. Tony, good morning to you. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. And this is the story, in case people haven't heard of this, on Vancouver Island in Chimanus, there has been a bylaw passed at a complex, it's a neighbourhood development called the Artisan Gardens, and basically it is prohibiting outdoor play on the roadway. And that means everything from chalk drawings, riding bikes, playing any sports, anything like that has now been banned because of the bylaw. What was your first response when you saw this story? Uh, Well, generally what happens is it's triggered by some event that occurs in most of these properties. And and what we see in townhouse and bareland strata uh, complexes around the province is that this is a fairly consistent bylaw around the public driving areas. And it's it's targeted around safety, property protection, and general quiet use and enjoyment of the properties. Are you surprised then by the number of people and many people even living in that development saying uh, this is a very quiet street, our kids play with adult supervision, we want our kids to continue playing outside? Well, it's it's a bit of a balance. You know, so, sometimes we don't get to see what's behind the curtain of what, what happens or what's occurred within this community. Uh, and it um, it sometimes just reflects the interest of the property owners themselves as to what they want their property lifestyle and used to before. So, but it's a, it's a difficult balance when you're trying to balance out the needs of a lifestyle community like a retirement community. And at the same time, you're trying to basically say, well, look, we, we want families and families should be here, but um, we don't want families to be and the kids to be playing in the, in the public areas. So, you know, it's a little bit of a tough balance sometimes. But, you know, public streets within the strata communities and roadways, um, there, are, there have been incidents that have occurred that have resulted in injury to children. And so it's not uncommon to see this kind of bylaw that restricts physical playing activities on the streets themselves. Does the strata have the jurisdiction over public streets, even though they are in in that in the area? If they're in the strata property and they're the public street of that strata property, so it's essentially a private road at this point. If they're in the strata area, yes, the strata does have the ability to set bylaws or rules that limit the type of activities that occur on them. You know, another thing that occurs, and and we this is something we see very often in townhouse complexes, uh, is that um, certain types of activities, riding your bike, chalk drawing, those types of things, fairly innocuous, don't cause problems. But when it evolves to um, sports activities like playing baseball or street hockey, uh, you end up with such confined spaces that there ends up being quite a lot of damage to buildings. And so people also look at those. You know, I, I think, again, goes to a healthy balance. What are, we, what are we trying to control here? Or do we actually, do we really have a public safety risk? Uh, do we really have a risk to property? Um, is it really a lifestyle issue? Uh, you know, that's what comes down to the strata community. But, you know, when you live in a strata, you're all together and the voting rights of the owners can make these decisions. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's part of the reason that this story is generating so much conversation as well, in that it lumps so many activities into the same group. And I think people would agree, nobody wants their car to be hit with an errant puck or a ball from ball hockey or a baseball. That would cause a lot of damage. But to lump that in the same group as chalk drawings, I think for some doesn't make sense. 
Well, and sometimes bylaws can go over the top. There's no question about that. They can be a very heavy hammer to try and solve what might have been perceived to be a very small regulatory problem. So, um, you know, in in talking to a number of the people within the strata, a number of the people um, with families, in fact, are renters. Uh, and if there have been problems, then um, the strata would have been obliged to inform the tenants as well as the owners of those properties. And I'm not, I'm not entirely sure that's been done. And so, you know, that's one of the issues. You, you might have a bylaw like this, uh, but the big question is going to be, what are they really going to do about enforceability? And the whole enforceability process is, you know, it's, it's not that complicated, but it's a fairly lengthy enforcement process that the strata has to follow. Well, and that was another question, is if, if parents continue then to let their kids play with chalk or ride their bikes around and they're outside, uh, does the strata then suddenly have to become the outdoor police and start issuing tickets to people? Well, if there is a violation and the strata receives a complaint or the strata council members themselves are aware that there is a complaint, what's going to happen is they have an obligation to first send a letter of notice, so a notice that there's been a complaint of a violation and that the following occurred and the whether it's the tenant or the owner, uh, has to go to both the tenant and the owner, um, then they, those parties have an opportunity to respond back to the strata and say, no, it wasn't us, it was somebody else's kids, or um, they can dispute the claim, or um, they can just pay a fine, because ultimately what may happen after the strata has gone through a hearing process and determine whether there's actually been a violation or not, they can actually fine for these activities. And, you know, depending on the structure of the bylaw, the fines can be as high as $200 per incident, which is incredibly heavy-handed for these types of activities. However, (laughs) if you're playing street hockey and you're damaging garage doors and damaging people's cars and buildings, $200 per activity might not be such an extreme uh, penalty. No, definitely. In a case like that as well, and when we talked about the fact that um, many of the people could be renters, does the fine go to the renter or to the owner? Uh, well, here's the interesting thing about it, a land, being a landlord in Estrada, is the fine will go to the renter, the tenant, but it also goes to the landlord. So if your tenant does not pay those fines, you, the landlord, if there is an order for them or you know, you're found responsible for them, you, the landlord, are going to be responsible for those fines. Hmm. Can you evict a tenant for not paying the fines? It's uh, evi- no, you can't evict a tenant for not paying the fines. And there's this there's a clause in the Strata Property Act that says Strata corporations may seek an eviction for a tenant if the tenants uh, basically are doing things that are placing property or people at risk or at extreme circumstances. But it's very difficult to evict a tenant, and you almost need um, an order from the courts to be able to do that. Uh, the story is also generating a lot of talk about the power of stratas, and I've seen a lot of comments as well, uh, people uh, kind of on the other side of this saying, yes, maybe this is, uh, you don't know all of the details, maybe it on the surface seems like it's over the top or a bit heavy handed, but a lot of people are commenting as well, saying that being on strata can be thankless, it can be like being a punching bag, it can be difficult. So are we are we not paying enough attention, do you think, on the side of, of the difficulties of being on a strata? Oh, no, it's um, being on a strata council is a hard job. Uh, And you're, you know, you've gone from being your neighbor, uh, who you've had a good relationship with, to now you're on the strata council and you have a bylaw violation that they've done. uh, And all of a sudden, you've now become the judge, the jury and the police force. Uh, And so it puts a strain on relationships. It puts strata council members in positions where you're, you become targets 
of the um, discontentment of a lot of the owners sometimes. You, you have to make unpopular decisions, and sometimes unpopular decisions um, are going to be in the best interest of the Strata Corporation as a whole. But one of the challenges, I think, that people don't realize who live in Stratas is that um, when a Strata Corporation has a rule or a bylaw, the council doesn't have the ability to just ignore it. They have a legal obligation to enforce the bylaw or the rule if they're receiving complaints. And if they don't enforce the bylaw or the rule, um, then the owners or the tenants can make an application to the courts or to the civil resolution tribunal and get an order to, to force the enforcement of the bylaw. So council doesn't really have a choice in enforcement. They really have an obligation. Now, they don't necessarily have to fine. That's one of the things that councils get a little carried away with. You know, well, we'll just impose a $200 fine and let it sit on the books and someday we'll collect it. Well, you can't really do that because of the limitation periods anymore. But you also don't have to fine or be excessive in the punitive thing. The whole point of fines or penalties is to try and remedy or correct the behavior. And, you know, sometimes councils get a little overboard on that as well. But being a strategic council member is often a thankless job uh, because you're having to make the hard decisions for the community. All right, uh, Tony, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us this morning and, and expanding on this story. It's a pleasure. Thanks for, for having me. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.